Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live, coming to you live and also recorded live from the studios here at Grace FM Colorado, a ministry outreach of Calvary Church, Calvary Chapel here in Aurora, Colorado, Coming up on 23 years of birthday for our church in December. And I want to say that Grace FM is probably 12 years old. And I'd have to check that. 12 or 13 years old. But we know that so many more are listening outside of Colorado and Wyoming on the Grace FM radio network. So I want to, remind, I want to welcome everyone on the Radio by Grace network all around the country. Our friends at Hope FM, shout out to Pastor Bill. Uh, even though you guys are hearing this one week delayed, I want to shout out to celebration of 25 years uh, in ministry in Marlton, uh, our friends in New Jersey. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Alan, who's ministering in Brooklyn. Uh, Alan and Jenna and just what God wants to be doing great in their life. I'm so excited of what God is doing uh, even amidst the warfare. So shout out if you guys happen to be listening, Alan. And also I want to welcome everyone listening on the Truth FM radio network. And my friend, I just reached out to him, Pastor Troy in Meridian, in the midst of a building project uh, at the Calvary in Meridian there. Pastor Troy, I want to welcome everyone on the Radio by Grace network. And of course, everyone listening online around the country. Uh, an email was sent out. I'm going to pull it up uh, just for Grace FM. Uh, I, I'm partial to Grace FM because that's the radio network uh, that we all, we own here, our church owns here in Colorado. Uh, you know, the other networks are much bigger than ours. Uh, we focus primarily, well, not just primarily, Colorado. Um, and we cover 80, 80% of Colorado's population, uh, which because we have stations in Denver and Colorado Springs primarily, that's where most of the population is. Uh, and... Uh, the other station networks like Radio by Grace is huge, and God's doing a great work there. Uh, Hope FM is huge. Uh, what Pastor Bill is able to do with just a few stations, it's unbelievable. Uh, and Truth FM is doing a great work. And Higher Rock, you know, is covering the Boise area. And I think they just got a license upgrade so they can go full power. So that's even going to be awesome. Um, so at any rate, we are, we are um, grateful to what God's doing. And I just want to share a little bit of the statistics because on Giving Tuesday, uh, the team sent out an email highlighting uh, some statistics for Grace FM. And I know that the other networks probably have a much broader, bigger statistics, but these are ours. And I just want to let you know, we started, uh, Kevin's reminding me, we started Christmas 2010. And let me just, let me tell you uh, where just Grace FM and that's not including all the other stations. And by the way, this is a call-in show. 
Uh, but I want to share this stuff. So here's the number, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number to dial. Text me, 720-336. You can text me uh, anytime during the program. We use the text to fill time. Or you can use it 24-7. It's open 24-7 open for prayer requests. Um, or 720-336-0897. So for the Grace FM Radio Network, just, 2020, just 2022, just this year, we have had the app downloaded 3,000 times, 111,000 media plays, 116,000 app launches, and 6.7 million impressions um, since 2014 when we launched the app. The streaming stats so far, we've had over 690,000 listeners that have listened, streamed online. And check this out, our top 10 cities for Grace FM, Denver, San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. Um, this is the stream. Um, so welcome, you guys, up in the Bay Area. Colorado Springs, Dallas-Fort Worth, Los Angeles, Phoenix, the Yakima, Pasco, Richland area, which I was just up there for a men's retreat. Such a neat thing God is doing. We actually flew into the Pasco Airport. Never heard of it before, um, but man, what an amazing time. We also have a lot of listeners online in Albuquerque, so shout out to you guys. Uh, Philadelphia, shout out to you guys, and Indianapolis. So um, amazing what Grace FM's reach. Uh, and here are the top 10 countries that stream Grace FM. The U.S., of course, Ukraine. Uh, and I just noticed from the Version app, you know, the Bible app, that they saw an amazing increase of listener sh or you know user uh, users from Ukraine, and that makes sense. So, uh, U.S., Ukraine, Haiti, the U.K., Brazil, Mexico, Netherlands, Senegal—that's kind of cool—France and India, and then of course Calvary Live. This is where all the stations come in together. Calvary Live, which originates here, airs on 93 stations in over 20 states nationwide. In addition to uh, the live streaming. So we sent that out on Tuesday, uh, but every day is a giving day. It's not just Giving Tuesday. So support Christian Radio. We've almost hit our goal of of Grace Partners, um, and we could, we'd could we love to reach it by, so if we had maybe 15 more, 20 more Grace Partners, uh, we would hit our goal uh, by the end of the year. What a Grace Partner is, is a regular giver. All the information is on our website, uh, gracefm.com slash donate gracefm.com slash donate for you on the listening on grace fm or the stream right now and here's the thing if you're not if you're listening to this broadcast on a different station that's the station we want you to support so we're not looking for support for grace fm from the radio by grace audience we want you to support radio by grace um, we want you to support the station that blesses you and that's the partnership we have with these networks if it's hope fm then support Hope FM. If it is Truth FM or Higher Rock, uh, wherever you're listening to this, support local Christian radio. But you guys in Denver, you in Colorado, you guys are amazing. And we are so grateful. I was just looking at a report yesterday uh, from October, and we are, we are very blessed uh, by your generosity. So I just want to say thank you uh, for your generosity it can't stop. You know, that's the thing. Even with the economy the way it is, it can't stop because God is still moving. And, you know, with radio, you have ongoing bills. And we're not um, a big corporation that just can take care of things, no problem. It's We're a church. Every station you're listening to right now is a church. So um, I was just encouraged when I read that email. I'm like, man, that's amazing. I know the Lord's doing great work, but that's a... Um, 
<clears throat> that's amazing. And I'm so grateful. 303-690-3000. We'll go right to the phone lines here in Greeley. Aaron, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, I met you at the Refresh Conference. I'm the oil field guy that used to call you when you first started up. I remember, Aaron. What's up? Yeah. Uh, hey, I had a question about uh, Bething Rettle. Um, or is it Redding? Bethel Redding? Uh-huh. Yeah. They, they started a program, uh, Sozo Prayer. Yes. And... It is something that has been embraced at my church, and I have a few questions. I've referenced uh, GodQuestions.org, and they didn't have a lot of great you know, responses to that form of prayer. Uh, I was curious what your thoughts were. Yeah, just stay away from it. Um, it's kind of metaphysical and weird and um, really not rooted in the Scriptures. I'd stay away from it. And, you know, Bethel, I think that I think Bethel uh, have real believers, you know, in, but some of their theology is just way out there, and uh, yeah. I don't support their theology. I just think that, um, you know, when you make something more than it is, and then what, when you do, like when you make something more than it is, and then what you have made becomes the focus, for example, Sozo Prayer, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's wrong. You know, the, I, I don't even know any other way to put it. Stay away from it. Sounds like you might need to find another church, bro. Yeah. Okay. Really good chat. Uh, yeah, the prayer request I have, uh, we were trying to get back uh, from Thanksgiving in Ohio. I had a deer cross the road, and we totaled the car, so I had to bust in uh, Greeley to do snow removal. So the rest yes. of the family is in Ohio, and we're just trying to decide what to do with the vehicle. Okay. So, Let's... yeah, just prayer to, prayer to get my family back and how to do it Let's... and uh, do it. how to get the car back. Father, we, we bring our practical needs to you. First, I, I, I pray for the church that Aaron's part of that— is adopting, you know, this model of deliverance and super spiritual, mystical weirdness, um, probably with great motives. But I know that in our own lives, God, we can do a lot of bad things with a desire to do the right thing. And so I just pray you give Aaron wisdom on what to do, on where to have his family worship. And even this practical need, there is a deep practical need um, that what what to do, how to be reunited with the family, what to do with the car. And we just, your word says to bring everything to you in everything by prayer and supplication. So we do that, and we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. That's right. I love your guests. You guys have a great day. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Thank you. So, yeah, I want to say that uh, we we really believe that what the Bible says, that to pray about everything. So last night after service, by the way, I love our midweek study. Uh, I love it, love it, love it going through the book of Genesis, praying together, fellowship and hanging out. I just love it. So after service last night, uh, there's a brother uh, that uh, had a serious uh, fainting fit while his wife was away on a mission trip, all part of our church. She had to fly back right away. And, and I got the update, was praying for him, but I got to see him. He was there at service, sitting in the front row after. So I went up and talked with him and prayed with him and got the story from him and, and just wanted you know to encourage him. Uh, to come alongside as a pastor and and you know affirm our care and concern and all that, and then he shared a concern with me about sleeping, um, that he wasn't able to sleep, and he not only wasn't able to sleep, but he was afraid to sleep because he may not wake up. And you know we talked about sleep, how important it is. God's given it to us to rest. And when we don't sleep, you know, it makes everything worse and harder. 
And I told him, I also have a problem with sleeping for different reasons, you know, grief and my mind and just the anxiety. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's just my situation. So, but, and so I shared a scripture with him. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is it may be for you. Okay. I shared a scripture um, and I'm just going to read it. I'm going to look it up and read it to you instead um, because it's a promise. And maybe you need to memorize this. Um, uh, Maybe it'll be helpful to you. Um, Okay. So see, I'm, I'm, I remember how I memorized it, but I want to, um, yeah, the new King James has it different. So in one Psalm 127 in verse two, it says, for so he gives his beloved sleep. And in Psalm 127, uh, it says the whole verse is, it is vain for you to rise up early and sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows for he gives his beloved sleep. That's been a promise God gave to me that sleep is a gift from him. And I need to ask for that gift. Um, because it does jack me up if I don't get sleep. I'm sure you feel the same way. And so my brother, you know, having this medical condition and all the circumstances, it's messing him up too. So I said that. I said, you know what? Sleep is a gift. You can ask for sleep. Ask and pray and specifically claim this promise uh, of the Lord that you're his beloved and he will give you sleep. And then I want you to tell me, and then when you wake up, from that sleep, then you immediately thank God. That was my pastoral counsel to him. And then we're going to set a pattern. If you get one hour sleep, two hours sleep, three hours, whatever, we're not going to wait till we get a full night's sleep. We're not going to wait till we get eight hours. Whatever sleep we get, we're going to thank God for it. And, and that's going to be how we address this uh, with God. And I said, you email me and reach out to me uh, when you get your sleep. So check it out. I got a text or an email today. And I'll read it to you. It's very simple. He was very, he's a man of few words. Very simple. He said, thank you so much for you and Pastor Avant, because Pastor Avant was praying, we were together. Last night, I managed to get two and a half hours of good sleep. And that, my friend, is a fulfillment of the promise of God that this brother is his beloved, and he gave him two and a half hours sleep. So now we're praying for three. Now we're praying for four, that the Lord would give him rest, that his life is in his hands, and even if he doesn't wake up, he's going, another scripture tells us, I will awaken your presence. And I know that's scary to talk about, but I know when someone's talking about life and death issues, I don't avoid them. And I don't think we should avoid talking about real things. And I don't avoid them. And so I looked my brother in the eye last night and I told him, yes, there is a possibility that you wouldn't awake if you fell asleep. That's true. But your their life is in your in his hands. God, God, ha, he our days are numbered. There, there's nothing we're going to do that's going to shorten that or extend that. That like he is God is sovereign, and he is going to take care of us. And you're right, that can be something to be concerned about. But don't we don't need to be concerned about it because our lives are in his hands. So testimony there. 303-690-3000, couple lines open. We're heading over to Maryland now. Carol, welcome to the program. Thank you. You're welcome. You're on the air. Okay. Um, I heard you on the radio saying that fasting is just as important as prayer. Yes. But, you, but what's the ground rules? Nobody talks about it. Yeah. And you, when you say ground rules, are you asking the question, what is fasting? No, I want to know how often, how long. 
Oh, that's interesting because the the Bible doesn't give us. It's kind of like communion. I mean, I, the Bible does give that indication for prayer and giving. You know that it should be regular and self sacrificial, but there's no time frame given. Uh, there's no direction given on that because I believe it's one of those spiritual responses of obedience that the Lord gives to us to be led by the Spirit. Uh, and the reason why it's so important is Jesus puts it on the same plane as prayer. When he's teaching about prayer and he's teaching about giving, in the same section he teaches about fasting. And, you know, it's too bad that we're not talking about it more. It's too bad that we're not fasting more. It's too bad that fasting today has become a weight loss method instead of a spiritual discipline. Um, but it is just as important as, as prayer. And, and I've done a Bible study. If you email me, I'll send you my notes. Um, oh, I've explained email, it biblically but, um, what it is. I've taught my church that, and I'd love to share my notes with you if you want them. Yeah, I never, ever hear anybody ever talking about fasting, ever. Yeah, it's too bad. They should. I, I told the guy at the radio station, they all act like it's a bad word. Well, I mean, I think that there's, let me give you a couple reasons. I, I think there's a part. Number one, many churches don't teach the Bible. Oh, yeah. They just teach things from the Bible, but they don't literally actually teach the Bible. So they cherry pick. I just read recently, and this ticks me off, but I, I, it, it, it ticks me off because people are getting ripped off, I guess why. But there's a church doing a, a Christmas series on movies so they're going to take movies, and it's a common thing. They're going to take common movies that are in the theater and teach the Bible somehow by showing these movie clips. And it just ticks me off. Like, movies are not going to... They shouldn't be the topic. The topic should be the Bible. Um, um, I wanted to ask you, should God so, tell you when to fast, I, or you just decide to do it? Well, what we, what we do is we teach through the Bible. So when we go verse by verse... When the topic is brought up in the Bible, we teach it. I know, but when it comes time to fast, yes, should God tell you to fast, or are you going to do it on your own? Well, let's let that's a great question. Um, let me ask you this: When you pray, do you feel like uh, God has told you to pray, or are you doing something that's just regular and normal? Regular, and that's how fasting should be. Like mm -hmm. you know, and, and what about let's just say yesterday you forgot to pray. It doesn't mm -hmm. make you a bad Christian. You got busy or you didn't have mm -hmm. some formal type of prayer. Like, like it doesn't make you, you know, somehow substandard. It's just like life. And root, fasting should be a regular part of our routine, just like prayer. Oh, okay. I see. Well, thank you. Well, email me. I'll send you my notes and then you can... No, I don't have an email. Sorry. Well, how can I get them to you? Um, do you text? Do you have a phone? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, so I'm going to put you on hold, and okay. and then I will have Brad, who's producing this show today, get your number, okay. and I will text you my notes. All right, thank you. All thank right, you bye -bye. so much. 303-690-3000 is the number, taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. And we have all lines are open now, and all the texting is open. So whatever you have for me, I'd love to hear it today. Um, I'll just take this time. Giving Tuesdays come and gone, but you should support local Christian radio. Yeah, you should. After you tie to your church, give to the give to your ra local radio station. Give to a radio teaching ministry that blesses you. Um, if you're listening on Radio by Grace, go to radiobygrace.org. Uh, radiobygrace.org. Let me just look it up uh, and see how to give. It's radiobygrace.com, I should say. 
And right on the home page, it says give now. So give now. And then uh, you can also go to gracefm.com. And the button there is donate. And then you can go to helpfm.net. And the button there is, where is it? Uh, Support. And then you can go, I'm just clicking through, truthfm.net is, I think, the station website. Yes, it is. And that is donate. And then higherrockradio.org is what I think that is. Of solid biblical teaching and Meridian, Idaho. I got the right website, and that is also support. So go for it. So, and I don't want you to get this ripped off um, by the faith teachers or anything. I'm not. I'm not a prosperity teacher at all. But they can't steal the truths of the Scripture and make them theirs. And so, sowing is a biblical concept, and you can sow righteousness and reap everlasting life. And when you give, you're planting. Like these are all pictures. They're not used to manipulate you. I'm not saying you're going to get a million-fold return or whatever. And I'm also not saying uh, that we would disappear if you don't give. We would not disappear if you don't give. God would provide a way. Uh, and if we did disappear, uh, then uh, then the Lord would be done with us, and he'd do something else. Um, but we we don't manipulate or beg or guilt, nothing like that. Um, but we do ask. Now, Jesus said to ask, seek, and knock. And, well, of course, we're going to ask. Um, we want you to participate, and we want you to share in the testimonies. Um, and here's a text that came through. Thank you for teaching verse by verse, Pastor Ed. So grateful for Calvary, all the pa- dedicated pastors and the wives, uh, the support and encourage them. And I agree. I'm very grateful. Uh, for this church family. It's my church. Um, This is where my family grew up. This is where I grow spiritually. I'm not just in leadership. I'm also a fellow believer. This is the church I attend. This is the church that I serve at. This is the church I raise my children in. This is the community God has called me to be a part, a vital part of. Uh, And I agree with you. I thank God for the many pastors and their wives and and people like you that would encourage us. Uh, So thank you. And, uh, And you're welcome, both both there. So again, be sure after you tie to your church, support local Christian radio. If you're listening on Grace FM, support Grace FM. And I just want to be clear, uh, and I will each time, but a couple things you need to know. If you're not listening on Grace FM, then support the station you are listening to. So we're not asking you if you're in another state to send resources to us. We want you to support the station you're listening to. That's our, that, that we're partners and they got bills just like we got bills. I think, you know, a, a station network like Hope FM and uh, Radio by Grace have way more bills than we do. So they also have way more stations and way more people. So be sure I'm going to keep asking every time I do the show um, because it is a worthy um, investment. You are literally every call that comes in Calvary Live. You can say I was a part of that. Every answered prayer, a part of that. Um, you know, things like we have to do all these technology wire boxes, you know, you name it. <laughs> and we're not the big radio stations that are going to take two weeks and just beg you for money. We're churches and we invite you to participate. So good. 303 690 
303-690-3000. Will the Antichrist come before or after the tribulation? Before. Before. If you want a list, a timeline, uh, I want you to go to edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org, and I did a timeline, chronological timeline of the end times events. And you can just put search for timeline and it's there. I've been experiencing a lot of health issues that don't get to see get resolved and it's frustrating. I just want a resolution. I don't know how this all fits in God's plans for me. Give me some thoughts and insights on this. Yes, I will. I think they're a great question and great expression of how, how things are making you feel. Where do I begin? Um, how about we begin with none of us are going to live forever. The outward man is perishing. And the inward man is renewed day by day. It's appointed once for a man to die. And then there's judgment. And I think it's good to remember that we're not going to live forever in this form on earth, that God is going to take us. We are going to leave these bodies behind and we are going to be in his presence. So we're all in. The reason I start there is that's just reality. Um, and every day we're living, you know, Spurgeon, I was reading Spurgeon Devo recently, and every day we're living, we're dying. And we can't set that aside. We happen to live in a culture that doesn't like to talk about life and death. And we need to. We need to talk about life and death because um, only one life will soon be passed and only what's done for Christ will last. And we don't want people to die in their sins, right? So keep that, you, you've got to, that, that's how I want to start because we're all in some form of sickness and healing and we're all progressing toward that day when our bodies will just give out. With that in mind, I think that it's important to be reminded that God can and will heal and it's in his timing and it's in the work that he wants to accomplish and his purposes. And difficulties come um, to draw us near to him, to grow in his grace, to be used uh, in greater ways, to be desperate for him. And even the frustrations, just learning to be empathetic with other people and how they're feeling frustrated. I mean, there's so much value in these frustrations, even though I know you want it and I want it to go away. We just have to keep seeking and knocking. And while we're waiting, we need to learn to trust him and walk with God and realize that my life is in his hands and I can trust him. And maybe it's just going to be, you know, I think of my son. Let me give you one with my son, Eddie. He's been on my mind a lot lately because his birthday just passed. He would have been 36 years old and um, just can't believe um, he's gone and you know, brings back all these memories of, of Marie and me and teenage parents and um, all of that. So he's been on my mind a lot. And I remember uh, he was sick. He was in a coma uh, in a hospital room in ICU. Um, and we desperately, my wife and I and my family and many, many, many of, in our church were desperately praying for him to wake up. Even though there was, even there were some too in that room that just treated Eddie like he was already dead. 
and just just didn't fight for life, didn't intercede, didn't cry out, but just walked away. Um, but the majority of people that were surrounding us and in that room, we were desperately praying. And then, you know, everybody had to go home and they had a life. But Marie and I, uh, that was our life. So, you know, we had 24-hour uh, watch on him. I did the nights, he did the days. Uh, Marie did the days. And we prayed, prayed, prayed. I wanted, we wanted Eddie not to see a doctor or a nurse when he woke up, but his family. And so we were there to the very end. And he didn't wake up. And you're like, oh, Lord, why not? It's kind of like your sicknesses. Why aren't you healing me? And now I'm seeing the faithfulness of God using even such tragedy for his glory. We'll talk a little bit about that on the other side. I want to talk about my book as well because I wrote something on this. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back uh, to Calvary Live, second half of the day's program, coming to you live from the studios here in Aurora, Colorado, Grace FM Radio Network. Shout out to all our friends on Radio by Grace, Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock, and all around the country. If you weren't with us for the first half of the program, we had some great statistics of how God's using uh, Grace FM and Calvary Live. Uh, and uh, we're not going to repeat them for the second half, but you know, I think it's, it's really neat to be reminded in a tangible way how the Lord uses us. And I was just talking briefly about the frustrations and the difficulty that was texted in about why am why why am I got all these medical issues and and I'm not I'm not healed and I was talking about my son, uh, you know that my son passed away in 2013. He was very healthy, had a cardiac arrest. Just I really just needed some time to recover. Really, uh, his, all of his internal organs were great and and uh, you know most of us there were desperately pleading for his fam for his life and and some weren't unfortunately and um, it threw a wrench in the whole scenario really it's just such a stinky horrible thing to think back on but the lord took my son home he's home to be with his lord he's with his grandma and grandpa and some other loved ones my granny's there and and you know what's the value of trials and difficulties and what's the value of having to face all these frustrations and you know i i think of paul the apostle he got to a place where he had a thorn in his side and he pleaded with the lord and and the answer from God was, no, I'm not taking the thorn away. But through the thorn, Paul, you're going to learn something. You're going to learn something you can learn no other way. And I know that we that these aren't satisfying answers because you're like, geez, I, I'd rather learn it some other way. Well, so would I. But this is life. This is the way it is. Life and death are real. And God uses these things. So the person that texted, if you email, or, yeah, if you, uh, email me your uh, address, I can send you a copy of the book I wrote after my son passed away. And it's just a book about how God comforts the troubled heart. Um, and uh, thousands upon thousands of copies have gone out uh, all over, all over the world. And I'd love to give you a gift. Um, and maybe it would help you. I just gave one to, uh, um, to someone after service the other day, just wanting to encourage them. And I know God will. 303-690-3000. Back to the topic of fasting in Texas. Um, 
Chris on line three. Welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, just to follow up um, on on the discussion that you had about fasting a little bit earlier. Sure. Um, so among a group of Christian friends a couple of years ago got into a discussion, and there were two camps. One says the Bible says to fast no matter what, and someone said, well, what, you know, because there are a myriad of medical reasons why that could be very dangerous for some. Brittle diabetic would be one. Right. And so one camp would say, well, common sense, be reasonable on the other camp. No, the Bible doesn't say anything about common sense. Uh, it doesn't say uh, if, if you're not articulate and you're not bold and you're not competent in the Bible to a great extent, don't go out and try to witness. It says no matter what, go out and try to witness, go out and witness, and the Lord will take care of uh, whatever uh, words you need to bring forth to the people you're witnessing to. So sure. diabetics should just bow their head and try to do it, and that which seems ridiculous to a lot of people. So um, anyway, we kind of went back and forth. It was just a fun conversation, but I uh, just wondered what you thought about that. I mean, the Bible does not say, unless you're this or unless you're that. In fact, on any topic, it never does. Well, although the although there is there is wisdom in the scriptures, you, I think I, I would agree with you. There are there are absolutes in the scriptures. There's absolute um, mm-hmm. direction, absolute commands, absolute instruction, and yet God also gives freedom, right? On how, like if the things that He wants specifically, He says specifically, uh, and you know when Jesus was was teaching on the topic of fasting. He uses the phrase, when you fast. He doesn't give the instruction on how or, or how often or where you need to be. He just has that expectation that you are fasting. So God is not unreasonable, right? Because we know in Isaiah, God invites, himself, invites us to come, those that want to, to come and reason with him. So God is not unreasonable. Uh, neither is he impractical. And, mm-hmm. and so God would not give a command of fasting for like a diabetic that would kill them. That's not his desire. Like I think of when the devil came to tempt Jesus, the principle there, you know, obviously this is something God has instructed, but the principle, remember what Jesus said, you shall not tempt the Lord, your God. Like you, there is no need for you um, to sidestep common sense because common sense came from him, right? It's, if mm-hmm. if you're making excuses, that's one thing. Um, right. But common sense is something that God would give to us, the ability to make rational decisions, even if we're wrong. God gives us the freedom to make a decision, even if we're wrong. And okay. and so I don't think it's it's un I don't think it's unbiblical or unspiritual for a person to say, I hear fasting and I really want to do it, but I'm concerned because certain foods um, could cause my body to go in shock and. You know, and I don't, God's not wanting to give me a spiritual discipline that's going to take my life. Um, and, and so I, I don't think we can, I don't think it's necessary to dismiss the, the, any type of rational thinking. Number one. But number two, we do make excuses. I know that you, you can directly speak to that and some of the things you shared. And it's not okay to sidestep the Bible. It's not okay to make excuses. It's not okay, like, well, you know, I, I can't eat, so I just won't fast at all. Well, that's a heart issue. Not fasting isn't actually the issue. It's your heart toward the matter. And mm-hmm. yes, there is a 
there's a lot to be said in the scriptures on the topic of fasting and fasting by definition is the decision to not take in food in a full mm-hmm. way. However, we could fast a lot of things, things that are necessary. You can take care and say, I'm not going to participate in these and you can do it under the Lord. You could do full food. You could do, you know, media, you know, you, you could think of a, anything that really is pressing in causing mm-hmm. like an idolatrous, uh, self-satisfaction, self-gratification type of environment, um, or, you know, creating that in us, it would be good to set it aside. I've been off social media. I mean, I've been off Instagram just personally for the last month. Um, it's today's December 1st and I'm like, yeah, it's still a new month, but I really don't feel like going back. I want to continue to offer that to the Lord. Um, maybe through the end of the year, I don't know. Um, it's not a physical fast. I do physically fast as well, but I also felt like I needed to, um, you know, and I've done this before, not, not have candy, not have soda, not, not have certain foods, not eat for days, all Mm -hmm. unto the Lord. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think, I think what you're describing is if you're making excuses to sidestep something God told you to do, that's not okay. But how we do it. I think we need to give a little bit of room for the different stations of life people are in. Oh, great answer. And I just had a one tiny quick question, if I may. Sure. Um, after you're speaking, I'm so sorry about your son. and Thank And you. Uh, um, bless your hearts, your family and your wife and you. Um, so, but when you're talking about the prayer and and I I took it that you were saying there was a, a, sad, a certain sadness and despair that, some were not continuing to pray that it had oh, yeah. uh, sound like. And, and so my question is, um, and then I'll be still, but my question is, because yeah. um, it kind of affects something that happened in my life, too, with okay. my daddy and dying of cancer. And if, do you, are, you, are you saying that you felt as though or believed that if everyone had continued to pray, that the, that the outcome may have been different? No. Um, no, I'm not saying that at all. I think I'm just, I want to paint a picture that in these situations and in this particular situation, there mm-hmm. are, it's not always as clean or as, uh, I guess, clean is the best way that there is a lot of battles going on. And when you're in a room where some people look and say, yeah, he's already gone. Don't even, we're going to make decisions like he's dead. It just makes things harder. Oh, I, I know. Not, I was an I, ICU nurse for a lot of years. I've seen that. Yeah. I don't believe that if they would have, if they would have continued praying, that God's answer would have dif- been different. Could it have been different? Yeah, because if they sure. chose to wait, He could have given more time to wake up. Yes, absolutely. Um, but in the spiritual realm, the Bible is clear, and I accept what God says in His Word that the days of my son were numbered, and when He finally took His last breath. And he yeah. left this earth and, and went into the presence of the Lord. That yeah. that was the Lord's will. I receive it. I don't like it. I don't like how it happened. Um, but I do accept the word of God. And I'm learning to grow with this difficulty, which is kind of how it ties in with that question where yeah. they're having to live with this frustration. And why isn't God healing me? And what doctors don't know what they're doing. All of that. Like yeah. It's the same process. I mean, we're learning how to live in a world filled with frustration and we're learning how to trust God in new ways through very difficult situations. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your time and God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
303-690-3000. Let's come back or head over to Pennsylvania. Karen, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Karen. Uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Um, my question is I was trying to talk to an unbeliever uh, about God, and they their question was, why would a father um, allow his son to be hung on a cross? And I really didn't have a, an answer. I didn't know how to answer him. Okay. Um, I didn't know if maybe you could give me some help. And I can. Yeah, I'd love to give you some help. You know, these are these are shocking questions when they're first asked. You know, they're. You, yes. you start to process them and go, oh, yeah, and I'm not even quite sure myself. And, and so don't be surprised or, or you know, beat yourself up because it was a shocking question. Uh, that's normal. And the way I would answer it is in the, in the form of conversation. And before I tried to give an answer, I would probably have said something like this. Why do you think he did it? And, and, I would have, I, and I'll tell you why I do that. I want to hear where they're coming from. I want to answer this question to really speak to what their concern is. Is their concern, how can a good God um, have evil? Is their concern, uh, allow evil? Is their concern of why there's a substitutionary sacrifice? You know, I, I don't want to answer just generally if I, if I don't have to. I'd rather get them talking to see, are they just trying to trip me up? And they don't even have an answer, you know, because there's a well, way to answer that way too. <clears throat> I think that the thing is they they don't believe um, in God at all, <clears throat> and uh, well, they were raised Catholic, and not yes. that that has anything to do with whether they believe or what they believe, but <clears throat> um, I, I think they just uh, didn't um, couldn't quite get it with with the Catholic with the religion, right, and. Um, so, well, let me, uh, let me take you down yeah. a path. Let me take you down a path that might be helpful for what you just described. Um, I, I was talking, you know, talking about my son who's gone home to be with the Lord, my oldest, uh, and then my other kids. I, I have three children in total. Um, I, I, the answer, the, the answer, which will be hard for them to understand, but this is how I would share how, how or why would God allow his son to be hang on a cross because of love. And, and then and they'll, I, it, that's I, a shocking I, answer yeah, to them because they're like, what? Cause their, their definition of love already I know is not the cross. I already know that, but I'm going to give them the right answer anyway. Cause the Bible says God demonstrated his love toward us that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. So the answer is love, but here's how I'd illustrate it. Um, I think of me pleading over my son in the ICU. I also think when my kids were younger, um, and when I, after I was born again, you know, when my kids were younger, each one of them, you know, they would get really, really sick. Uh, they'd get high fevers. They'd be in bed. They'd be so miserable. And what did that do? That just made me so overwhelming. I, I just, my, my, Marie and I, we would just be so desperate to try to help them heal and bring down their fever. And Marie would make soup for them. I mean, just like a mom, she's just a phenomenal mom. And, and, and there were times where we would pray, and I just shared this story uh, not too long ago with someone, that I would lay my hands on my kids and say, God, give their sickness to me. I would rather take their sickness 
that they might be able to to wake up and play again and and it wouldn't get worse and and why would somebody do that why would we ask for the sickness of someone else and you know why we would ask because we love them i would be willing to lay down my life the bible says that there's no greater love than this that we would lay down our life that god he would lay down his life for his friends there's no greater love and so I would walk down that path and I would do it in a way where I'd say, I would say, what's your definition of love? Would you give yourself for your children? And, and I already anticipate they go, but that's not what happened. He gave his son. It's like, no, no, no. Right now you've asked about God, the father, but the mm-hmm. son gave himself. So let me ask you this. Why do you think the son would willingly give himself on a cross for you and me? And even you right now that don't even believe in him. And you see how it just flipped the whole thing. I just flipped it completely around on them. Yes, and and I didn't think of it till after the the question was asked, and uh, I had already left. But um, he had gotten a tattoo because his granddaughter wanted him to. And I thought, now if you could get a tattoo because out of love you did it for her, wouldn't you do more for her? Um, you know, than just get a tattoo, and and I think probably yes, because family is everything to him. You yes, know. he would. Uh, and you're tapping but, into that. That's really good. You know, and I I know I feel the same way at times. You know, I'll I'll walk away or I'm driving home and like oh, even doing the show, like the show's uh, over, yeah. and I'm like oh, that would have been a good answer, and and so that's normal. But I think love is 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 the key to that. And then really, like you just said, you picked up on, you tapped into. You know he cares, and you know that he cares in a way that would be self-sacrificial. And that Mm -hmm. is really the answer. The answer in some form and fashion is that the death of Jesus Christ on the cross demonstrated a self-sacrificial love, just like we would do to some degree. I mean, um, I think of police officers putting themselves out there to protect us. I think of people in the military fighting for our freedom, willing to lay their lives down. Like they're, It's all throughout our culture. It's all throughout our world. And the greatest demonstration of love, though, is the cross. Oh, absolutely. And I, I am so grateful for God and, and his precious gift of Jesus every right. day Amen. for my salvation. And um, I just, my my goal is to be the best Christian I can be, and uh, it's well. And and your your shows, or your programs have have helped me a lot. Uh, I can't get you on my radio and at home, but I can in the car, so I drive around a lot listening. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Um, you know, you can get in your home. You can get it on the app. Uh, if you download the app, you can listen right on your phone um, or your tablet. Okay, well, I do have I do have a cell phone that, that okay, I good. can do that. Okay, and so if you download, let's see, you're calling from uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Correct. If you, if you go to Hope if Hope FM is the station you're listening to. Okay. Uh, and if you just go to your app store and put Hope FM in there, um, you will find the one that is covering Pennsylvania, and you can stream that right in your house, and you don't need the radio signal. Oh, great. 
great, great. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome, Karen. <laughs> I'll save a lot of gas. <laughs> it will. <laughs> it's like I got. Where are you going? Uh, I got to go listen to the radio. I'll be back in three hours. That's funny. I, I, I know it, it sounds silly, but I, I honestly do that sometimes. That's good. No, it doesn't do sound get silly so at all. Much from from the programs. I really you know, and do. Let me just say. Let me just use that testimony. It doesn't sound silly at all, really, because it is the value of over-the-air radio that's free that is is captured the teaching of god's word is so captured your heart that you will do what it takes and that's a great attitude to have god bless you karen god bless you as right. well uh have a merry christmas thank you very much bye-bye mm, bye-bye yeah while you guys are um, going to the different websites to donate gracefm.com radiobygrace.com hopefm.net uh, truthfm.net HigherRockRadio.com. While you're going to those websites, download the apps. Take them with you. Uh, Listen to your station on the go. And you can donate through the apps too. Pretty robust uh, tools that we use. And like I said, we had uh, millions of streams um, since the launch and hundreds of thousands this year already. Uh, So we're grateful. 303-690-3000 is the number. Where are we? We are in... Loveland, coming back to Colorado. Loveland, Colorado. Oren, welcome to the program. Mr. Ed? Hi. Yes, I called in about a week ago. My wife living in a home for dementia. Yes. And I was just, um, you know, with the holidays coming up, just praying for, because I wound up, I'm looking at probably total addiction. With her situation, I allowed myself to completely get off track with the Lord all through the cracks the last couple of years. Mm. And turn it all into a mess. But through family and prayer, everything is just starting to step back into line. I was trying to get through to get Social Security, looking at an 11-week layout, and just praying and the Lord working. Went in to a different county this morning, and my stepson and I walked in the door, and everything was handled. <laughs> That's fantastic. fantastic. Yes. Well, so I just rejoice. wanted to give praise and honor and thanks for that. Let's do it. Father, we want to thank you. Uh, I remember this call like it was yesterday. Uh, and just, Lord, we, you, we have faith for little things, and sometimes we don't have faith for big things, but you use our faith to say, to bring us to yourself. And I want to publicly, with my brother Oren, give you all the glory for the great things you have done in making this financial need be met uh, by provision to to help Oren's wife in this and Oren and his family in this very very trying time. Just a little seed of hope. What a taste of heaven's going to be like, where all our needs will be met in ways that glorify you, moment by moment. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen, and thank you. I have one little quick. Thing I'd want to put out real quick. Myself and a couple of neighbors this past week received a five a four hundred page book in the mail called The Great Controversy. And apparently it was put out by someone named E. G. White back in nineteen eighty. And it's going all the way through tearing up all doctrine coming through the history of the Catholic Church into Protestantism. And when it gets into eschatology, this book is a mess. 
It is a mess. One date in it that I kind of answered where I think it's coming from. I saw the date, 1844, and then found the name William Miller. So I think I have a good idea who's behind this book. Well, E.G. White, Ellen White is a false prophetess, um, and all of Seventh-day Adventism, uh, as well as... um, uh, well, seventh, the Seventh-day Adventist Church follows her um, sometimes even more than they follow the Bible. Um, and so you can just toss it or use it to f- start your fireplace. All right, I think we lost you, Oren. Bless you, brother. You guys get a book like that in the mail, throw it away, or use it to paper the bottom of the cat litter box or the bird cage or use it to start um, your fireplace but it is not to be followed dismiss the teachings of Ellen G. White Um, if you have any questions about Seventh-day Adventism in itself a good friend of mine in Phoenix Arizona Pastor Mark Martin was a former Seventh-day Adventist pastor uh, and he's done an extensive, 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 so much so that the Adventist organization came against him, uh, research and documentation. And I want, I'm going to find his website here. Uh, it's called xadventist.com, xadventist.com. And I'm looking at all the, it's just so much information here uh, and very, very helpful Um I know it's very trustworthy, and it's worth your time answering the, the questions that you have about Seventh-day Adventism, um, just not truly rooted biblically, instead following the false prophetess, Ellen G. White. All right, let's go head over to Tennessee. Brandon, welcome to the program. Hey there. Hey, man, you're on the air. Hey, um, just had a question. You know, I've got a, a friend I'm just trying to reach out to and just trying to pursue and uh, kind of guide him. Just had a question, just trying to, any kind of scripture or right way to keep pursuing them or actually just kind of cut the ties and say, you know, can't really be friends. Well, what are we dealing with exactly? I mean, are you are you a good friend to him? Do you have a voice in his life? Um, um, bringing him to church, buying him books, talking about the Bible? I mean, what? how close are you to him? What, what does that look like? Um, no, I didn't. Not really a, a Christian guy, a Christian man. Um, this okay. route really just hadn't had any good, strong male role models in his life. Okay. Um, you know, known him for almost a decade and ten years. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I haven't bought him a book. That'd be a good one to buy him a book. Have you ever invited him to church? I have, I have, okay. but uh, it seems like something always kind of comes up, or you know, sick or. You know, it really doesn't even answer the phone. So here's a great idea if you have a connection with him is we every every December here at Calvary we we pick a book. Every month we pick a book and and tell our church get it. This is our pick of the month and always in December we pick a real small book. It's super cheap. It's called The Case for Christmas. And because mm. it's Christmas, that's a natural topic to start talking about and the gospel is clearly presented in this book. And facts are given surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ that it could be a little bridge, whether he gets to talk about it or you give it to him as a gift. Like, you know, maybe you get a box of chocolates as a Christmas gift for him, but then you put that book on top of the box of chocolates and then you put it in another box and say, hey, I just want to give you a gift. Like, there's a lot of creative ways that you can still remain friends with him while you're also 
well. reminding him how much you care for him and then putting good resources or giving him good answers, um, just staying close. So try that. See how it okay. works. That sounds great. All right, man. God bless you, bro. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We're coming up on the end of the program today. I appreciate um, uh, everybody tuning in and being a part of what God's doing. I want to invite you out to services this weekend at Calvary if you're in the Denver area. Uh, we're in Aurora. Just go to our website, calvaryco.church. CO stands for Colorado. Calvaryco.church. Because uh, we have plans on satellite campuses around Colorado. So that's why we changed the name. Change the website. One of the reasons. Uh, and then, you know, Christmas is coming up. And just like this brother was saying, it was a great question to end the show with. Uh, get copies of Case for Christmas. Give them in your, put them in your gifts. Put them in your gift baskets. Uh, make them available at the Christmas white elephant exchanges. You know, bring in some goofy gift and then attach a book to it. Or, um, or give solid answers to the questions people are asking. Um, and, you know, I know the Lord will use it. And just don't underestimate the power of an invitation to church. Don't underestimate, you know, just even the giving of a gift, right? Because the giving of a gift also um, declares that you were thinking about them, that you care for them, that you care for them so much that you purchase something for them. Um, you give them answers to their questions. Uh, you know, I, I think on and on the list could go in terms of how you are able to minister to people. So you hear the music. We're out of here. The Lord bless you, encourage you, strengthen you, and fill you with his love, his goodness, and his grace. Bless you guys. See you soon in, in the Lord. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.